Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs about films. Whether you're a first-time listener, long-time listener, as I state on pretty much every episode, it really is appreciated that you've clicked on this podcast and this episode. It's October, so we are finally into spooky season. Any excuse now to watch as many spooky films. I've already kind of uh, spoke about that. I'm going to try and get some more Halloweeny reviews on the podcast. And then on Friday, just gone, Marvel just dropped on Disney Plus, Werewolf by Night, a film that I had absolutely no idea much about in terms of the background and the comic relation or anything like that, but saw the trailer for it and thought, that looks pretty good. Then obviously added to the absolute bonus that this was directed by the incredible Michael Gacchino and boy oh boy has he done a fantastic job like you can tell he is a big film buff i I, i've only just like i said discovered that he was a director obviously you may be familiar with his with his amazing composition and film scores that he's done like the batman and literally the list is endless in fairness i mean that the batman one is always the one that kind of jumps out first because i bloody loved that score Um, and gacino is just responsible for so many fantastic uh, scores out there that it's nice to see him just behind the director's chair obviously as well he does bring his magical touch with the composition for where Wolf by night and again that is absolutely flawless beyond but i've been saying regularly when i've reviewed a marvel uh, marvel film or tv series or whatever that i'm a little bit like you know having a bit of superhero fatigue or rather marvel fatigue probably even dc to an extent the batman that came out earlier this year is probably the only like really good film that i, I i've dug you know what i mean like in, in the last couple of years that is anyways maybe obviously you know ex- excluding spider-man uh, no way home which we kind of knew was going to be you know pretty sensational uh, and Cacino did the score for that as well there you go there's a nice little plug but I have just been feeling a little bit like yeah I'll go see them but you know I'm not really enjoying them as much as like phase one and two of, of the MCU and such but after this like I was alone in in, in my in my uh, attic room watching this at the time this the cinema room or whatever and I just wanted to just like applaud at the end of it because I really really enjoyed what they did like the whole thing of this like it's a 54 minute film so you know time wise it's pretty bang on i wish in a way it was longer uh, like i would i would very much appreciate a full feature length of this because just from this 54 minutes i am already already itching for more and werewolf by night easily definitely gets added to the list i would say suggestion list sorry of, of check it out around halloween time it's perfect it's a little bit obviously more mature in terms of the like the graphic nature and such of uh, maybe some of the kills and such that are in this for, for a, a much younger audience it's more mature but i absolutely just was lapping this up like i'm super impressed with it again this is from someone that wasn't in particular like i don't know like not not necessarily fussed by watching it obviously i didn't know it was coming out until seeing the trailer but even with the trailer, I was like, yeah, I'll definitely give that a watch. It looks something different. And that is exactly what this is. And Gacino and co, um, yeah, absolutely nailed this one. So that's what we're going to be talking about, obviously, a little bit more in depth on the on the actual podcast episode. But of course, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts, RSS.com as well. Jump onto Facebook as well and give us a like and a follow on there. Just search Joe Blogs About Films. Uh, and as to say, if you hit the notification button on Apple, Spotify or whatever that you're streaming this podcast on, you'll be notified when new episodes are uploaded, which is marvellous. And finally, if you are listening to this through Spotify, etc., leave us a review because that would be lovely. So here we are then, Werewolf by Night, directed by Michael Gacchino, written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron. It's all round. I think it's a very well put together. Like the the look of the film as well is something like straight away from the trailer, you just saw that you know it's they're going for that kind of you know noir black and white aesthetic. I say it's very nineteen thirties. It's it's if you're a fan 
of those like kind of classics like The Invisible Man, The Bride of Frankenstein, this and that. This film is 100% for you. And as I was saying before about Michael Cuccino, you can tell that he is just a big film buff himself. Like there's so much in this film to like really, really enjoy. So on, on, on a film kind of study basis that it's something that I, I've been kind of craving for from Marvel. Because it's all right as like throwing out your Iron Mans and whatever and all your Thors and trying to be daft and silly and playing to that audience. But to see something really mature, a little bit like what we're getting with Andor, which is, again, not to the same level of this, but, again, a more you know more mature tone, should we say. Wealth by Night ticks all those boxes. And I, I just really like the look of this film. The fact that for a good like, 90% of it, it is black and white. So there's just... I'm, I won't go too much into spoilers, but it is available to stream now, so do check it out. But I won't go through... And, and spoil anything per se it's just that there's it is like i say prominently in black and white there's a few color tones in there say mainly the reds for the bloodstone itself which is really like the heart of why we're in this situation because i've just realized i've waffled on for about three nearly four minutes or whatever and not even really gone over uh the actual uh synopsis of the film whatever, uh, whatever like that but like i say it's 1930s aesthetic it's really nice to look at it's really pretty and just like the way that they've kind of i don't i know the few people have said that they're not too sure if they filmed it digitally and then transferred it to, you know, edited it, sorry, to look like it was done on, you know, your classic film, uh, classic film cameras. But like I say, it's really, like I say, flicking all the way through, like some white spots and such and, you know, markings coming up on the screen, which I thought were, again, a really nice touch. So obviously I've mentioned the Bloodstone, but what is this Bloodstone? So this film revolves around a group of monster hunters that are gathered for the funeral of the legendary Ulysses Bloodstone. As part of the ceremony, they will compete to slay a monster and win the legendary Bloodstone itself. But one of them, Jack, has a secret agenda. Straight away there, I absolutely dug this kind of backdrop of having everyone come together for a funeral to pay their respects, but then, albeit, have to then compete to earn and, and win you know, the right to have this bloodstone itself, which essentially kind of, like, keeps monsters at bay. Very much paraphrasing there, but still, that's kind of the gist of it itself. And you have, obviously, a great mix of cast there. Everyone there wants to earn this bloodstone, and will pretty much, it's like, kill or be killed, essentially. You know, you've got Kirk Thatcher as Joven, uh, Eugenie Bondurant as Azariel, Leonardo Nam as Leon, Daniel J. Watts as Barrasso. There's also plenty more, say, in terms of characters, but the main two that we, or main three, I should say, that we focus on is Jack Russell, who's played by Gail Garcia Burnell. This is the that would be and turns into a werewolf and Laura Donnelly that's Elsa Bloodstone she is the estranged daughter of the late Ulysses uh, Bloodstone so there's there's like tension there already because Elsa Bloodstone was kind of hailed as being uh, to be a better kind of hunter than her estranged father then in comes obviously Verusa that's the that's the wicked stepmother should we say played by Harriet Sansom Harris who I love Frasier. So seeing Harriet Sanson Harris in this, I think this role was like kind of just built for her. It was amazing. She did such a fantastic job. But like the dynamic between the two, especially is straight off on that off on that wrong foot between the two of them. As Verus is, you know, she's saying, look to, to Elsa that you were you were set to be such a fantastic hunter, but now you're just a disappointment to your father. And it's already like bad blood between those two. And it's like any excuse that Verusa will have to kind of like get Elsa out of the way. It's like, as I say, a very good, very strained relationship, but a very, very great one to watch on screen because you're already rooting for Elsa Bloodstone to essentially win out of this and Jack Russell, Gail Garcia Bernal, it's, I just want to see more of these characters, in particular say Elsa Bloodstone and, and Jack Russell, obviously when when Jack says he's not in his werewolf form he's human, he's very likeable like I say, he's just a really nice guy, a nice character, I love what they did uh, with this kind of character element of him being like, you know, friends with other monsters and such, in particular the one that you've probably read online that's really heavily in this film being Man-Thing. Again, I don't know too much about Man-Thing in terms of comic back background or anything like that. I know of Man-Thing, don't get me wrong, but to see him 
in live action form, I thought it was just really ace. I thought it was a really nice addition to this very well put together 54 minute television, television story and having this cast, obviously these hunters trying to hunt man thing. And then you've got Jack Russell, obviously Gail Garcia Burnell's character trying to just help him to get away and escape. It just worked for me, all of it. And then we come to obviously like the actual horror and gore side of it. As I was saying before, the tone of this is much more mature. It's very reminiscent to say those 1930s classics. It is just fantastic. There are some wonderful shots there from Gacino and his vision for this film. Some fantastic wide shots and sweeping shots. Like in particular when, you know, the, the werewolf or Jack Russell's werewolf is, uh, his werewolf form takes over, sorry, is what I'm trying to say. And we just see his, his first introduction and said the, the build up to it with the suspense and intensity is great and great atmosphere in there. Especially when you've probably seen in the trailer, the silhouette of him, you know, as the lights are flashing and, he, and just see his shadow, the silhouette of him transforming into the werewolf as we see the sheer terror in Elsa Bloodstone's face, watching him as he's transforming, transforming, so right in front of her eyes into the werewolf. There's that, but then there's a moment after it, which I won't spoil, as I say, because I think it's, it was such a great, so we, we, we he just manages to, to escape you know, the, the, the cage that he's in. And then before the bloodshed and the killing starts to happen, there's just a moment that I, I was like, oh, there, there there he is. I thought it was just really, really great what Caccino did there with that. And like, like I said, just constantly building up the suspense. But when he goes for it with the horror side of it and the gore and such, they really go for it. And I'm not sat here saying, oh yeah, it's like up there as like really gnarly horror. Like it's 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 well done. I mean, the, the, the big tick for me is I guess that because it's black and white, maybe Marvel thought that they could just be like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll actually like have blood in this because there's been much criticism in terms of like Morbius, you know, that could have really gone for that R rating or whatever and given us, you know, proper blood sequence. You know, people are getting slashed, we're getting mauled, we're getting whatever and there was no blood or anything like that. Whereas this is like, okay, we will give you that. We will, you know, say I don't know if it's because it's in black and white. You don't necessarily see. You can see the the, the obviously the the blood fly everywhere. This and that, but because maybe it's in black and white, it's not actually. You, you don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I might. I might be clutching that. The main thing is is that I'm genuinely super impressed with Marvel Marvel for just doing that for being like right. Let's give them all the blood and such. Like we're talking blood f- hitting the camera. Like the, the shot you say we might see with the werewolf hacking away or like slashing away or whatever and blood starts hitting the camera I'm like this is great where was this like in all like Morbius or whatever but it's just stuff like that that I think that Gacino has done a really good job with it and really honed in on that horror side of it and to be honest with you I, I, I'm not I, the only flaw I can possibly think of at the top of my head with this film is that I wish it was longer it's, it's, it's great to say we get a great like great introduction to this world you know especially with like the bloodstones itself and obviously going into this funeral hall and seeing well it's not so much a funeral hall it's where they're keeping his coffin and such that you know the uh, the the brilliant uh, Ulysses Bloodstone, where they're keeping him there. It's actually his kind of uh, chamber, should we say, where you've got all these great and, and nods to classic horror fil- horror icons, monsters, I should say, around, you know, as, as like mounted on the wall and such. Stuff, stuff like that is just really, really great world building, this like kind of, not cult-like, but say these characters that, they're, that what they do for a living is hunt monsters. I am interested to see where this fits, though, in terms of the MCU, because it's not like this is completely separate, because we get a really great intro at the beginning where it shows you, say, in some painted form, you know, our current well, the most most recent Avengers, should we say, like the characters. So I'm interested to see if this is going to be something that we're going to build upon within the Blade film or something like that, because if, if Blade's, you know, I know they're going through some heavy reshoots and reworks and script reworks and whatever, which is a bit nerve-wracking as it is, and we don't know what they're going to do with it, if they're going to make it R-rated or if they're going to go, you know, more kid-friendly, we'll see. But if this has anything to do with that or, or, or this and that, I don't know. 
I, I'm kind of more excited, but I want Marvel to do more of this. Like, I am super, super, like, as you can probably tell, very much impressed with what they've done and what Gacino's done with this film because, like I say, on top of this amazing action and such and, and, and the imagery that we're seeing and, like, the use of smoke and stuff in this, like, just for... just Like I said, the aesthetics of it works so well because it's like... You know when you watch those like classic films and it's they're not meant it's not meant to look like it's a set, but you can clearly tell, you know, okay, that's a set that they're on, or the prop acts that they're using looks very fake. There's elements of that in this, but they get away with it because they're not trying to gimmick it. They obviously use using that as inf- inspiration and influence for this film, but it works so well. Like there's so much in this where I was like, yeah, I, I like I can tell that that's uh, you know a kind of a fake axe per se, but. It's it's with the aesthetics and tone of this film. It works because it's you know it's it's camp. It's it's that that noir feel to it. But it all in all just works super super well. On top of that, you've got Gacino's amazing score as well. Like I say, he knows all of this. You can tell that he's watched and, and seen a number of these classic films to be like right. I want to make my own because I say I, I'm just super happy to like see see something fresh and, and new from Marvel that's a bit more of a, a mature tone. So they've got a they've got a good tick from me with this one because it's probably one of the best things that Marvel have done for me anyways in a good number of years. Like I'm not like I say I'm not taking away from anything like your Spider-Man's or whatever, but for something a fresh and different direction, albeit it is short, like I, I wish it was longer, this is just yeah, this is pretty pretty great. Um, great time as well for Halloween. I'm liking that they've done this, and whether they do one a year or something like that around Halloween, that'll be fine. But as long as we get more of this, in particular more of Jack Russell and Elsa Bloodstone, I'll be pretty much happy with that. So out of ten, I'm going to give this a very high eight out of ten. I think it's a an enjoyable one to say something different for people to enjoy, especially around this spooky time of season. So again, make sure you do check it out, and I'd love to know if you're. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Sorry, listeners, if you checked it out and you enjoyed it just as much as I did, but yeah very much impressed with this one i thought it all worked super well and uh Caccino, man yeah not only are you a badass when it comes to film composition but you're pretty great as well when it comes to film directing so i can't wait it's like the new danny elfman <laughs> i want more say it's just amazing anyways they're my thoughts i hope you enjoyed this podcast episode short but sweet but again as always i really do appreciate you checking out this podcast to say we're on facebook just search joe blogs about films and give us a like and a follow on there hit notification all that on spotify and uh, just get in touch just get in touch let me know if you've seen Werewolf by Night, what are your thoughts? Who's your favourite character and whatnot? All of that jazz. Were you impressed with Gacino's direction? Let me know. I very much was so, and I just really, really want more. So thanks, Marvel. You've, uh, you've surprised me there. Until the next episode, as always, thank you so much for listening, and take care.